0: You're listening to an event from the US Institute of Peace, part of the USIP Podcast Network. For more information about our work around the world, visit USIP.org and check us out on social media.
1: Hello. Good morning. Or Tibetan word Titelli. <laughs> Indeed, uh, I am very happy you see, uh, through television you see some discussions uh, okay the physical level you see, uh, sometimes you see uh, was a long, long trip, difficult. But then uh, my mind not much differences of physical distance. <laughs> Your so Your Holiness. Thank you. Oh, yes.
2: We're very delighted to welcome everyone to a very special conversation with His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama. My name is Lise Grande, and I am the president of the United States Institute of Peace. USIP is an independent, nonpartisan national institute. We were founded by the U.S. Congress in 1984 to prevent, mitigate, and help resolve violent conflict abroad. USIP currently has more than 300 peace initiatives in 85 countries around the world. Of the many programs we're proud to support, one of our most important and one of our most impactful is called Generation Change. Each year, the Institute brings together young leaders from conflict affected communities across the world We provide mentoring and training on how to reduce prejudice, transform conflict, and build bridges across social divides. This year, USIP is very proud to be supporting 300 Generation Change Fellows from 26 countries across Africa, Asia, the Middle East, and Latin America. For the past four years, Our fellows have had the distinct and very great honor to travel to Dharamsala to discuss with His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, all of the big issues related to building and achieving peace. Last year, and now again this year, we're traveling virtually because of COVID. We're grateful that this year's event, like previous years, is being organized in collaboration with Radio Free Asia. Together we have chosen the theme of gender equality and peace to frame today's reflections. Because of our virtual reality, our discussion is being sequenced over two days this year. During today's discussion, five of our Generation Change Fellows will engage with your holiness and tomorrow five more of our fellows will have the privilege of doing the same. We hope that everyone who is joining us will follow this discussion on Twitter with the hashtag at USIP. Your Holiness, thank you for being with us today.
1: Thank you. Oh as i already mentioned you see uh, physical (laughs) level you see uh, long distance uh, trouble difficult but my mind is no problem so uh, we have right to use uh, modern technology. Uh, so, uh, uh, technology since my childhood, I love technology. Uh, even some the small, small damage, uh, technology, some movie project and also some uh, the pocket watch that I can repair. <laughs> so that's uh, my hobby. So I love modern technology. Uh, now it is our right uh, and also useful to utilize modern technology. And we can, uh, any sort of say, ideas or questions, we can discuss. So now, there today. Compassion, education, equality. Is the subject compassion, education, and equality. Now world changing. Uh, it is quite encouraging. Look back, last few centuries, too much violence, including First World War, Second World War, uh, but when we look at uh, that situation now today, I think voice of peace much stronger. Not only a few leaderships, but a public level, really, now uh, seriously, you see, thinking uh, world peace. And world peace means individual and community uh, should create peaceful community. In order to create peaceful community, community means combination of individual. So ultimately individual should create peace of mind. peace of mind, not out of fear, but voluntarily, uh, and as a sort of thinking, uh, as, a, uh, as a more wider perspective, like that. So now everybody, as I mentioned earlier, uh, really want world peace. Now today, I think weapon much advanced. So if something happened uh, and utilizes this weapon, the consequences s- s- immense. So unlike previous centuries, you see, when we conflict, uh, uh, we use simple weapon and then sometimes including boxing. <laughs> Not much serious. Now today, these weapons really immense destructive. So now the we really need world peace But peace as i mentioned earlier not through prayer uh, i'm buddhist uh, peace for world peace you see pray to buddha uh, of course no harm but that is not uh, effective since you see, violence uh, start by Buddha. Then we have to pray uh, to Buddha. But since violence, we human beings, we created, so ultimately the peace depends on ourself. Now comparatively, now today, I think the peace movement everywhere. And peace, firstly, we have to create peaceful mind. Uh, So now, uh, ultimately, uh, inner peace, Uh, loving-kindness, compassion. You see, uh, mentally, do not want to harm others, even including animals. So that kind of mental attitude is very important. So now, or the nonviolence not only according to religion, but use common sense, then nonviolence is very important and very relevant to this world. As I already mentioned, destructive power, weapon, including nuclear weapon, you see, immense. So if you see these happen, use, actually mutual destruction. Uh, so now, uh, we everybody, we human being, we everybody have the right and responsibility to build peaceful world. In order to, I said, uh, to carry that motivation, so inner peace very important. So now, uh, compassion, sense of caring, sense of concern of others' well-being. With compassionate mind, destructive work, destructive weapon, no relevant. So uh, now, time come. We have to educate uh, right from the beginning to our younger generation. I always is uh, telling we human being, social animal. So any social animal, you see. Their individual survival depend on the community. So now we also social animal. Uh, individual survive depend on uh, your own community. So compassion, taking care other. Uh, actually, best way to fulfill your own oh, what say they interest so i think why selfish is taking care other Uh, you get benefit maximum benefit Uh, just think yourself and don't care about other Uh, that's foolish selfish now uh, through education we should be wise, selfish. Uh, so, uh, I myself is always talking about uh, loving kindness and religious harmony and the secular ethic. These things. So, result, I get the maximum benefit. So. Uh, compassion is, I think, best way, best way to get oneself happy and uh, create a lot of friends. I think reality, when I visit, you see, different uh, continent, different country, uh, “People show sure loves me because I always smile. So therefore yeah, you see uh, loving kindness towards other is the best way to get the benefit to oneself. So I think a simple world best way of selfish. Uh, practice is show loving kindness to other okay so compassion is uh, a sound looks like taking care other more uh, the reality you see yeah taking care other is the best way taking care of yourself okay oh uh, so foolish selfish wise selfish now we sh- uh, we should not follow foolish selfish we should practice oh uh, wise selfish okay so the now i always feel since we are social animal so uh, from childhood, we always, you see, appreciate uh, mother's affection, family affection. So, uh, that is the seed. We further, also strengthening. So, uh, Now, important is education uh, from childhood. Uh, in our class, uh, we should include uh, the child or student also want happy life. So the key factor not just uh, knowledge, but warmheartedness. Now that. The uh, in our modern it, the curriculum, I think it should include the warm-heartedness, a part of education, very important. Okay. So the compassion, education, and then compassion their equality automatically come. So now today, a lot of world problem is, you see, lack of equality. Although the principle of democracy is equality. uh, So everywhere, people, you see, uh, use the word democracy, democracy. Uh, uh, Meantime, uh, in, the, what's the, uh, what's the, in the in the atmosphere of democracy, dictatorship also sometimes happens. Now that's wrong. Uh, everywhere uh, we really want democracy. So now in order to develop democracy, compassion is key factor. Okay. Now. quality, sir. No question.
2: Your holiness, we want to thank you for showing us the way to be wisely selfish, for reminding us that peace in this world depends on us, for encouraging us to create a peaceful mind by demonstrating every day in every way, loving kindness and compassion, and for reminding us of a key truth, an inescapable one, that democracy is wholly dependent upon equality, thank you. Your Holiness, we have five Generation Change Fellows who wish to present part of their life story to you and to ask you a question. I'm very pleased to introduce our first fellow. Matila Hoare is from Bangladesh, Matila. Good morning to your holiness and everyone present at this event today.
3: My name is Mithila and I'm from Bangladesh. So in 2020, when all the schools were shut down for an indefinite period due to the pandemic, the woman who helped me manage my household decided to take her daughter out of school, but continued her son's education. The son was 11 and the daughter was seven years old. It is very important to mention here that she is a single parent and obviously the decision maker and the bread earner in the family. The deep rooted social norm in the form of patriarchy and the daughter aversion, a term coined by academics, perhaps influenced her decision to take her daughter out of school. Your Holiness, my question is what would you say to this mother to help her understand? her role as a mother and a decision maker for ensuring her daughter's education. Thank you very much.
1: Now uh, as I mentioned earlier, in order to develop democracy, education equal uh, male and female, everybody should have so full education, educated, uh, then we really, you see, create atmosphere equality. So, uh, uh, it is totally wrong distinction, male and female. As a Buddhist monk, Buddha himself You see, give us monk, nun, equal. Uh, So, uh, part of my own little contribution, I introduce a nunnery here. She should uh, start serious debate or education. So, uh, since Buddha gave us equal, even uh, monks, nuns, so now in in society, uh, they, uh, there is no point uh, treat uh, different differently, male and female. So we should. Uh, treat equally, 100% equal for uh, male or son and daughter. As I mentioned earlier, democracy, everybody now say democracy. Now democracy means everybody should have not only equal right. But you see, uh, mentally uh, thinking, utilize equal sorrow or of opportunity like that. So, education very important. So, uh, the mother, uh, I very much appreciate, pay much attention for her uh, daughter, wonderful. Now, these things uh, we should not uh, follow the traditional way, but uh, utilize human intelligence. Then, in order to develop peaceful world, uh, I think almost, half the population are female. Uh, so, uh, in order to develop peaceful world, the male and the female all have responsibility. So therefore, uh, girl, boy, son should have equal sort of uh, opportunity for education. Uh, in order to develop peaceful world. Okay. Now, next question.
2: Your Holiness, thank you for insisting that democracy is not just about the equality of rights, but it's essentially about the equality of opportunity and for showing us very clearly that we can't have peace if there is not equality in between the genders. We take that message very deeply with us. Your Holiness, we're very pleased now to present our second fellow. Asher Omar is from Afghanistan. Ashar, the floor is yours.
4: Asher Your Holiness. I'm Asher, a youth peace builder and women's rights advocate from Afghanistan. I have been working in communities to resolve conflict and promote gender parity in my country. I departed my country just two weeks before the collapse to pursue my master's in US and to return home more assertive and knowledgeable to serve my country. But now I am a stateless person in a foreign country and my family is forced to migrate from their homeland because of the extremist groups overtaken. While hundreds of thousands of women who didn't have a way out are in danger and oppressed under the new extremist regime. however we have witnessed the bravery of these Afghan women and standing strong for their rights and demanding their rights to be respected and considered by these armed extremist terrorist groups. Your Holiness, my question is, reflecting on your Holiness journey, who has experienced both forced immigration and oppression inside your homeland, what's your advice to Afghan women inside the country fighting for their rights, and how can they stay resilient in the face of this constant oppression? Thank you.
1: Basically, as I mentioned earlier, you see, firm determination, no matter how difficult to achieve, uh, the aim, we should uh, be realistic, Uh, and moral principle. And when we carry, uh, try to achieve that, uh, because of the uh, political situation, and also sometimes, uh, uh, even I think religiously, little sort of uh, discrimination. Uh, But these are the old-fashioned, now, world is changing. So, like Afghanistan, uh, for the time being, some difficulties. But eventually, you see, definitely things will change, I feel. So, the important is uh, sort of close contact. Uh, Uh, We should not um, let them isolate. Uh, So, uh, particularly like India, you see, very border Afghanistan. So, uh, I think uh, India have special, what's say. Uh, opportunity, and we have to uh, work continuously. At the moment, Afghanistan's situation is very serious and very sad. Okay. Then, next.
2: Your Holiness. We're very pleased to present our next fellow to you, um, Mubarak Mukmi, is from Tajikistan.
5: Good morning, your Holiness. I am Mubarak from Tajikistan. After graduating from my high school, I became determined to encourage and motivate young girls in rural Tajikistan to pursue higher education and be financially independent. I also seek to ensure that every girls receive equal opportunities as their male counterparts in society. So I developed a project called Women are the Future Leaders of our country. We plan to offer girls and women training in leadership and the preparing of a business plan. We taught them how they could use their skill in business and become financially independent. We organized IT classes and taught them how to sell their products online and through social media. The women and girls started their own small business, but some of them faced problems because their husband or brothers didn't allow them to use social media, didn't trust them and would not support them. So your holiness, my question is, can you share an example from your experience where you have seen men share power and trust and support women and not feel threatened? What circumstances allow this to happen and what can we learn from such
1: situation? I am quite sure, uh, among uh, people who totally dedicated for democracy and thinking about society, all these male, uh, I think, really, you com- see, uh, making effort to bring equality male and female. So unfortunately, uh, in the past uh, sometimes including religion makes some uh, discrimination. Now that I think already uh, changing, time changing. So there are many people who really making, effort. Uh, Individual name, I can't remember now. Uh, Basically, I think genuine uh, leaders or people who really committed democracy, I think everyone really want to promote equal education and equal right, and I always to say, mentioning, uh, female, male, female, more warm-hearted. Uh, so, uh, I think some scientists, uh, some, uh, some occasion. You see, uh, male and female uh, together watching some picture, uh, suffering picture. The female, they, even physically, see more sort of what's the, uh, excited. Even physical level, more reaction. So a female. Uh, biologically more compassionate nature. So now today world when we talk peaceful world uh, now female should take more active role to promote uh, genuine peace. This is my view. I often use it telling. Okay.
2: Your Holiness, we're very pleased that our next generation fellow is from South Sudan. May we present Nayan Chankuth Rambang Thai. Your Holiness, ladies and gentlemen, good morning.
0: Um, in a place called Pariyab in South Sudan, a 17 year old girl who was still in class six was forced to marry a 65 year old. Our office was called for intervention. And when I went with the team, we found that the poor child was locked in a room. She has been given a rope, a gun and a knife by her brother who wanted to give her out by force for a bright price. And he had told her that unless she walks to her husband's house, she can go ahead and kill herself with one of the many options she had. My question to your Holiness is, in a context like this where gender inequality, or let me say gender-based violence is so clear, what is the place of forgiveness and healing, and how does forgiveness and healing advance gender equality? Thank you.
1: As I already mentioned, now these movement not one particular country, but the whole worldwide. Now we need uh, effort to bring equality, uh, not on basis of color, basis of traditional thinking. Now, time come. we should uh, treat. Equally, all people uh, and particularly, as I mentioned earlier, uh, equal opportunity, male and female. So, I think the main thing is education. And nowadays, uh, including television, and Karsa, talk. Mobiles. Mobiles. You see, we uh, have to uh, use this technology and try to uh, reach uh, as much as possible to people. So I think things are changing, much changing. So now, we need uh, determination and sometimes uh, we need a little patience. Uh, eventually, things will definitely change. Uh, now, for example, male and the female then also, you see, due to color. Uh, so now these are now changing, changing. So therefore, uh, we need some patience. And meantime, uh, effort, effort. Okay, that's my my feeling. In our own sort of course, about Tibet, you see, a uh, lot of sort of difficulties. But without losing determination, uh, and without losing uh, compassion, mutual respect, uh, and making continuously effort, effort. Now things are changing. Okay.
2: Your Holiness, thank you for. reminding all of us that change cannot occur without effort every day and in every way. Your Holiness, we have a, a woman, you met her last year. She was part of this group. name comes from Afghanistan and she would like to address you again this year because what you shared with her last year has changed her life and she would like to share that with you.
6: When I had the honor of meeting Your Holiness, the Dalai Lama, um, I was in Afghanistan at that time, identifying myself as an Afghan and as a Muslim. However, now I'm not anymore an Afghan, but a global citizen living in the US and in Canada. My identity has shifted a lot after meeting Your Holiness. For example, I am moving beyond those very patriotic values for one country and one religion, but consider the entire world, my home, and all human beings in the world, my countrymen and women. And this nourished in me a very deep sense of compassion to my fellow brothers and sisters in the world, to your sufferings, and my responsibility to selflessly and humbly serve the entire world with love and kindness. And the impact it had on me is to develop resilience, inner peace, compassion in the lifelong learning, in commitment to learning and unlearning. Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm?
2: Your Holiness, we have a additional question, with your permission, that we would like to ask you. This is from Kamal Dilshan. Kamal, may we introduce you?
4: Your
3: Holiness, thank you uh, so much for taking out the time today and speaking to all of us. <clears throat> We've noticed in the recent past that <clears throat> removing women from democratic processes has had a more negative impact on gender balance and gender equality in particularly conflict tone countries. So what would be your message to these local communities that how should they ensure that more and more women are able to participate in democratic processes so that we can see more gender equality across all walks of life. Thank you.
1: <clears throat> now some or say a different view according to their own faith. Then you see these is it difficult to criticize or change? Uh, but you see, think more, wider perspective, then these are eventually can change. Otherwise, we, uh, one individual, even one group of people, are uh, difficult uh, to uh, pursue these people. So, me. As a Buddhist monk, who totally uh, committed to promote religious harmony, uh, so uh, sometimes it is uh, difficult to frankly or uh, say express about some religious sort of tradition. So, uh, I think public education and media. Uh, time passes, these will, I, I, I feel, definitely will change. Okay.
2: Your Holiness, we have a um, very special colleague, Rachel DeBall. Um She comes from Nigeria, but she is not able to connect with us virtually tonight. But with your permission, I would like to share a final question with you that comes from Rachel. So Rachel says that after the 1995 Beijing conference that brought together women from all around the world, there was an improvement that we could all see in the inclusion of women and girls in many countries. You could see it it was concrete but Rachel says this progress appears to be stagnating now particularly in the area of politics so the promise and the progress that happened after Beijing now it's going the wrong way and what Rachel says if you look at my own country in Nigeria women cannot rise above a certain level of leadership. And that's because she says there are stereotypes and there's resistance to women progressing. So Rachel's question, Your Holiness, is what is your advice to both women and men to change their attitudes and to make institutions more receptive and considerate towards gender equality.
1: So now these, uh, some uh, backward thinking, uh, discrimination, male and female, these things, and also on the basis of color, uh, and also basis on faith. So these are, uh, old thinking. You know, things definitely change. Uh, now, uh, important is education through information. Uh, I think uh, that's the only way to public level to, uh, say to bring equal and even some obstacle from their uh, national policy or their religious thinking. Eventually, will will change. definitely will change. Uh, the important is uh, our effort should be continuously uh With reason, not through violence uh, with respect others who have different view, but respect uh, and meantime our own view, or uh, we have to uh, constantly make effort to change, okay.
2: Your Holiness, you observed that women are more naturally compassionate than men. Do you think that it is possible for men to learn from women the arts of compassion and peacemaking?
1: I think basically konntt uh, basically male. <laughs> it is through centuries. Uh, so now, I think due to certain political reason or religious reason, little bit sort of discrimination. Now these, uh, uh, now through education uh, and also the actual circumstances now really uh, give us opportunity equality or male and female. So we have to make effort. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Thank you, Mr. Scherzke. Okay. Now, next.
2: Um, Your Holiness, we have um, a question that has come from one of our Generation Fellows. This is the question. People often argue with the notion of gender equality because they believe that it is not compatible with their culture or with their religion. What would you say to this?
1: Yes, please repeat question.
2: Many people say, we don't agree with gender equality because it is not compatible with our culture or our religion. What would you say to that person who says
1: that? As I already mentioned, you see some tradition make distinction, male to female. Including some religious tradition. So now these are, uh, I think, uh, as I mentioned earlier, as Buddhist, you know, I already made some sort of uh, contribution, equal, uh, as I already mentioned. So I think hmm, uh, time passes. Uh, these will change. Uh, meantime, uh, we should make effort through media equality. That's my feeling. Okay.
2: Your Holiness. We want to deeply from our hearts, all of us, express our admiration for your wisdom and your guidance to us and to thank you deeply for spending this past hour with us. Your Holiness, I started as a peace builder 40 years ago when I was their age, and I can truly say that I would have been much better at what I did if I had had the privilege of being in your presence as a young peace builder. They are so lucky. We are so lucky to have this chance to be with you. Thank you. We would like to take a moment and express our gratitude to the many people who have been with us tonight, to Nian Shakuth, to Ashar, to Mattia, to Mabouk, and to Gerasene for asking their questions, and to Kamal and to Rachel, who also had the opportunity to ask their questions and engage with you and learn from you. We would like to give a very special thanks to the creator of this event, to Kalden Loda and Radio Free Asia for our continued collaboration now for many years. And to all of your staff, Your Holiness, in your office, including Secretary Tenzin Talka Tetse Samduk and the technical team that's led by Don Eisenberg and Tenzin Checho. We'll be back with you, if you permit, uh, tomorrow evening for the next session, the final part of this year's event. And we'll be focusing as you have guided us tonight we will be focusing on education for both our heart and our mind. On behalf of all of us, thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, see you again tomorrow. Okay. I think we will face same person's face, but I would like to have new ideas, new questions. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> thank you thank you see you again tomorrow
0: thank you for listening to this event if you'd like to listen to more events or explore our other podcasts visit usip.org forward slash podcasts